Welcome to Offshore Explorer with Scott Dodgson. I am Scott Dodgson. Uh, last week, we posted uh, Not a Moment to Lose, and I want to thank all of you out there who rushed out and uh, bought a copy for yourself, downloaded it on Kindle or Kindle Unlimited or whatever, whatever way you want to do it, paperback, hardback. It was very gratifying. Um, lots of good comments about the book. Now, the next book, which is uh, really kind of the first book that I have been working on, uh, is A Sailor's Point of View. Now, those who have been listening to what the last 90-some podcasts know that I've told a lot of stories, and a lot of stories at different places in the world. And so in this anthology of short stories... I decided to collect all those stories and and tell them with uh, a little bit more detail, of course, in writing, and um, give them a sort of context within the sailor's point of view and how essentially I'm the sailor and how how I saw it. But I think it's a universal point of view, um, specifically a point of view that flourished for hundreds of years and then has uh, somehow been lost, uh, or at least reduced to such a state that it's, it's, it's hard to recognize it anymore. So anyway, The Sailor's Point of View is a collection of all these stories. And um, from the forward, I wanted to sort of outline my feelings and my thoughts about how this is all going to work. So oceanic travel by passenger ship began ending when the airline Pan Am announced a regular transatlantic flight in 1945. Travel by plane changed the very essence of the traveler's psychology and the fundamental experience of a different place. We travel to learn and grow. Curiosity drives our quest to see the next port, to look around the bend, to climb the mountaintop, to sail to the edge of the horizon. Our travel experience informs our understanding of our place on Earth and the relationship of places in ourselves. Traveling provides the contrast to our normal. A different place makes this place, your place, your home, understandable. How we are prepared to experience our travel has fundamentally changed since flying became open to all who could afford a ticket. We have lost the benefits of preparation and thus lost the ability to comprehend the nuanced aspects of travel, both interior and exterior. With air travel, we no no longer wait in the heightened sense. Uh, We no longer wait in a heightened state of anticipation over discovering that distant place. Honestly, the wait is about discovering that far-off place in our soul. No long evenings on the deck of a massive ship watching sunrises and sunsets, where the only entertainment was playing shuffleboard, conversing with fellow travelers, to try to glean inside information about the best restaurants, reliable drivers, 
clean hotels, crime, shopping, history, and a variety of other subjects needed to grasp the contours of a new place, all in anticipation. Our vanity, our vanity, demands a world-weary appearance to cover our innocence, as if the locals will sanction us for the lack of experience. Air travel excluded the long periods of wonderfully anxious and sumptuous anticipation. Waiting is something we sailors do well, as we have no choice given the speed at which we travel. Some travelers are pressed for time, limited by funds, limited by vacation time from work, wanting to skip the first big step and get into the heart of the vacation. The casual traveler wants to be transported from his comfortable chair at home to the steps of the Roman Colosseum as seamlessly as changing channels on their flat screen TV. No sweat, no hassle, no experience. Seen it, ate it, hiked it, slept in it. That will do. Thank you very much, but I have to get back to work tomorrow. The experience of place is washed away within days of returning home, leaving little or no impression of that place on our minds and our souls. What is the point of travel if you're not willing to be fashioned by the place even a little? Sailing to a place involves an entirely different psychological and physical dynamic for the earnest, an entirely different psychological and physical dynamic for the earnest and open traveler slash sailor. Passenger ships and cruise ships offer a hint of the maritime experience. Modern cruise ship experience has been so honed to entertaining the passive traveler, it is hard to see how getting off a ship at a port of call has anything to do with an authentic experience of travel other than to pry dollars from your hands for trinkets. Trinkets you use as a reminder of having been there. There's no dynamic experience, no moment of realization, no conversion with your soul or reminders of your place in the continuum of humanity. You are left with sad little trinkets and a reminder of a lost opportunity. Sailing is a physical and mind-altering experience of dimensions rarely understood, even by local sailors. Lauded through time, a sailor's experience informed the homebound. Travel changed their being. Regardless of education or age, they wore the foreign experience like so many tattoos, a traveling corporeal pictographic. The sailor is the portal to the world. What I'm describing is a very real and largely forgotten, as I said. Traveling by sail is a unique experience that prepares you in wonderful ways to enter a world unfamiliar in culture and language and custom, yet to find honest kinship with the inhabitants because of your confident awareness. The physical and emotional preparations inherent in sailing across the ocean make you different. The sailor's point of view was once a common entity that allowed one to see the world and be in the world at once with a sublime understanding. The sailor's experiences, the history, 
the people and their customs, their art, their industry, their desires, likes and loves, all become vividly apparent as the sailor immerses himself or herself in the sea of life. I am that sailor, and here are the stories, large and small from a sailor's point of view. And what is the sailor's point of view? How does one achieve that awareness and perception? Sailing slows the perception of time, allowing the mind to be in the present tense. There is nothing a sailor can do about the past, and the future is a waypoint in the distance. He is obligated to be in the present and face whatever tasks the boat and the ocean throw at him or her. Time experienced in the way most people who farm, which is just about everyone on earth at one time, distance determines time, go plow that field from dawn to dusk, that was the measurement of your day. One's awareness of distance traveled is heightened. An example of that mind-bending phenomenon is when it snows. Driving to work, say, takes 20 minutes at 60 miles an hour on a dry day. It snows, and you creep along at 20 miles an hour, and two very slow hours pass. At this point, you realize distance is another measurement of time. Sailing obliterates your sense of time much the same way. This wonderful state of being, the body experiences something akin to like a 24-7 yoga. The body adjusts to the rolling deck, swinging back and forth until it becomes second nature, or as I like to say, the original nature. It must be the same type of experience as being in the womb. At this point in your voyage, you have attained a degree of preparation. Mentally, you are very much present. Physically, your body has been transformed into feeling fluid and aware. You're ready to experience a new place with heightened, heightened senses. You are ready to experience a new place with heightened senses and acute awareness. You are a sailor. Now that's the that's the opening to the book, a collection anthology of uh, short stories, and I have uh, many many um, of the stories you've probably listened to. Um, but I have found that people who read the stories after they've listened to them um, really seem to gather um, a greater depth of interest and excitement um, and overall um, understanding of what I'm trying to get at. You'll, <clears throat> you'll probably remember some of these uh, some of these uh, podcasts and the sailors, um, sailing stories, uh, a passing conversation, uh, which is about uh, my relationship with a Turkish man that I had more in um, common with than I had imagined. Uh, sailor in Love, which is based on a true story um, about a Scotsman who went sailing around the world, sort of the north to south, south to north uh, version of it, and eventually became sort of famous for having little kittens on his boat and giving them away and uh, teaching um, children um, 
an interesting story in that regard. My first Greek Easter, um, sort of a talk about when you're in these places, in this place is Rhodes, Greece, where there's so many uh, religious buildings and artifacts around. And this is a story about that effect. Um, and, and especially the conversations between two, um, myself and two other, a Greek Orthodox priest and a uh, rabbi. Um, very interesting and, and life-changing in that regard. Uh, Love and Saffron Rice, which was one of my first um, podcasts. And um, it's a story about uh, how a refugee brought a recipe from Iran and um, opened up a restaurant in France. And when I asked, because it was just like the rice was so amazing, I asked how he did it. And he said, oh, it just has love in it. And that idea is sort of transformed the rice um, and my perception of these people. The Importance of Place, which has been published in other places, um, you can find it um, uh, as a sample. Um, it's about uh, my experience in Simi, Greece, and about the stories that uh, evolve around um, the island itself and how story and narrative um, sort of hang on the villages um, and the villagers um, like a cloak. Or it's almost like peeling an onion, so to speak. And um, that's where that comes from. And Catabatic Wind, um, a little action-adventure, uh, crazy time, um, very popular uh, story with people. Um, God asked me to be a jug runner, um, sort of the true story behind that. Um, Death in Cairo which is also a true story, which I think is one of the best of the group. Um, Fugitives, which is kind of really catching a slice of, of that life out there. When, when you're going from marina to marina, from country to country, there's certain characters that seem to surface anywhere you go. Uh, protocol. Um, it's a comparison of going into two countries, Sicily, and uh, Tunisia and the differences there. Uh, murder on high seas. Um, I almost killed this woman. I mean, I thought about it. She was, it was insane, crazy time. Um, also a very popular story. Uh, my first captain's gig, enough said there. A, a little uh, kind of Aesop fable. How much can you carry? Um, that's, that's just a whole nother thing. Anyway, the, there's a, a bunch of stories that are in there, and I think that you'll enjoy reading them. Um, the book is due out um, from Main Street Rag Press, uh, which is just phenomenal that I have a press that's doing it. Um, it'll be out in uh, August, September. You can pre-order the book and save some dough. Uh, which we all like to do. And I think if you've invested any time in listening to me talk and uh, uh, you've enjoyed the podcasts and, uh, you know, maybe you've disagreed with me or, or whatever the case may be or liked it or um, been a fan or not a fan or whatever the case may be. I mean, obviously some people have been listening to it because there's been over 100,000 downloads at this point. 
And it's, I'm very gratified by that. Uh, I don't make a dime on this. So buying the books is my way of financing this. So that's that. That's a sailor's point of view. Um, due out in July and August, I will leave in the notes, I will leave the link so that uh, you can go and, and order your, your book from Main Street Rag Press. And there, there's some great reviews um, um, by David Rigsby and Stephen Heller. Um, David Rigsby is a, uh, quite a famous poet, doctor of philosophy, and um, all-around great uh, writer in his own right, critic. Um, he's certainly one of the great poets of America. Um, and Stephen Heller who uh, won the um, O. Henry Prize um, for the best uh, short fiction and former professor and head of the department Antioch in Los Angeles. Um, Steve wrote a very nice uh, review of my, my work, and that also will be in the notes. Now, uh, little things are going on, and um, leaving this to last... Um, probably by the time you get to listen to this, I will be on a plane. There you go. I'm just sort of contradicting myself as far as travel, but I'm, I am actually moving after, as it turns out, 21 years in Los Angeles, I am moving to the South of France back to where it all began. And I will be living in a little place called Magala, which is, um, in the South of France in the wine growing country. And I'll be there um, at least for the next year. A um, couple of small things going on. I have a movie coming out, uh, which there'll be more information on that. But in the next uh, podcast, I'm going to sort of lean into the idea of how travel and, and having a sailor's state of mind, which I certainly do after close to 60-some-odd years of sailing, of understanding, you know, and my experience is going to be um, being on land, and and I'll be going back and forth to the sea. I'll be in Saint Tropez, and I'll be in Cannes. Um, so the sea is not going to be very far away. I'm probably going to get more sailing done this coming year than I than I have in the last few. I've been invited to a few regattas, and I'll report on all this in um, podcasts in the future. But anyway, I want to thank you very much for listening. Um, please go buy the books. Um, it helps sustain me. And uh, it's, 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 it's a good thing to travel. It's a good thing to be a sailor. And we have a, a lot to offer the world. Um, and I think it's really important, especially in such a frantic world as we have. So I wish you uh, smooth seas and fair winds. And this is Scott Dodgson. Um, on voyage.